0: always trying to improve my knowledge and skills around that area and it's really fascinating to work with someone who comes in with seemingly intractable pain and when you help them understand how the brain is creating that pain and how a lot of their life experiences such as trauma can play into their experience of pain, it's empowering for people to Mm -hmm. see that they can manage that chronic pain that has really no functional reason for existing, right? They don't have an infection, a cancer, a tumor, any kind of malady, but yet the brain is somehow creating pain for them.
1: Please join us every week for a new episode of Understanding the Human Condition with Dr. James Flowers. Dr. Flowers and his most admired mentors, respected colleagues, and VIP guests will share valuable insight into underlying health causes, conditions, and issues. For more information about Jay Flowers Health Institute and its concierge services, go to jflowershealth.com or dial 713-783-6655 and be sure to mention this podcast.
2: Welcome everyone to Understanding the Human Condition. I'm your host, Dr. James Flowers. I'm joined today by our founders and our partners and our leadership team. I'm really excited to welcome my founding partner, Robin Mooney. Hi, Robin.
3: Hi. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you.
2: Good. Michael Beard, my founding partner. Good morning, everyone. Glad to be here. Glad you're here. Our clinical director, chief clinical officer, actually, Dr. Melanie Somerville. Hi, Dr.
0: Flowers. <laughs> Glad to be
2: here. Thank you for taking time to do this today. And our chief experience officer, Dr. Shay Butts. Hello. <laughs>
4: I play one on TV, but not actually one by training.
2: That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. What we thought we would do since we started doing this podcast, we haven't really been in the same room together and done a podcast together. So Shay and I have worked together doing podcasts. Sometimes Shay's a co-host. Sometimes Shay hosts when I'm not available. But she had the wonderful idea of putting us all around the table and letting our audience hear and learn a little bit more about each one of us. So... I'm going to start with my lovely co-founder, Robin Mooney. Thank you. Absolutely. Robin, tell everybody a little bit about your background and what inspired you to do the work that you do in recovery and mental health. Absolutely.
3: So what's inspired me? I have been working in this industry, mental health and addiction, substance use disorder industry for over 24 years, and I actually married into... A family that had started a treatment center from 1961-62 from their home in a little town in Georgia mm-hmm. and married into that family and started working at the treatment center. And my background was actually entertainment, but marketing and public relations. So I helped out wherever they needed me and moved from Working on that project in that company for 17 years and then moved on to work. And now, of course, with J. Flowers Health Institute, when you and I founded the company, Mm -hmm. my job and my passion was to help to get people able to be able to find us through the website and through marketing materials and through my personal relationships Mm -hmm. that I've built through the 20-something years. And my passion is the marketing piece, the business development piece, the public relations to really get the word out on the great work that we do here at J. Flowers Health Institute.
2: And I guess I should say you have done a phenomenal job at doing that.
3: Thank We you. love
2: the work that you do. And everybody always says, James, how did you meet Robin Mooney? We met at professionally doing conferences Mm -hmm. together and hosting dinners and hosting events at different conferences around the country. And for some reason, our booths were always next to each other. And you came to a lot of my lectures, and you and I just kind of hit it off, and you kind of became my road wife. (laughs) Yes, yes,
3: and Dr. Flowers, you have been my road husband for about four years now, and I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And what really drew me to you and your philosophy was treating the whole person, looking at that 360-degree aspect of finding what I'm trying to say is (coughs) discovering, getting to the root cause of what an issue or issues could be, and then treating the whole person. Yeah, and. You inspired me through the years, and that's what I really was attracted to is your inspiration and your passion for treating the whole person, not just looking at maybe the psychological piece or the medical piece or the, you know, a mental health or addiction, but looking at everything, how it all works together. And Mm -hmm. that's what I think that's so different for J. Flowers Health Institute.
2: Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I'll go over to my other co-founding partner, Michael Beard, who obviously we have a longstanding relationship. Michael, you and I have been doing this together for 21, gosh, 22 years 22 now, years. which is amazing. We started 22 years ago in a little bitty practice together in Montrose working and have really grown both professionally and personally and culminated into J. Flowers Health Institute. But You've always been such a critical role in whatever practice we've done together, and I love the fact that one of the best things about working with you is we work with difficult patients, right? We work with mental health patients. We work with people with substance use disorder, medical conditions, and when patients are having bad days or patients are being extra, extra difficult— it seems like people run to your office and say, Michael, come help me. <laughs> I need you to come help. What is it about yourself do you think it is that allows you to come out and talk to patients and really just calm someone down and almost act as an interventionist and get them in line, per se? Wow. Thank you for saying
5: those kind things about me, James. It has been a 22-year journey to get to where we are today today. You know, speaking of the intervention part, I've actually been trained as an interventionist. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it also comes from just growing up in the family that I grew up in. A lot of empathy for other people. We were taught to really pay attention to what other people are feeling and be a, have a sense of what's going on with a person. I'm kind of a father figure to a lot of people mm-hmm. here at J. Flowers and in treatment centers that you and I have mm-hmm. opened and owned. I've always been kind of the dad. And dads always have that, can have that loving but stern hand that comes in and says, no, no, we're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. But I always believe, like with my own parents, that they always approached us when we were in trouble Mm -hmm. with love and compassion Mm -hmm. and why, what's actually happening that you are behaving the way that you're behaving. I think that really works in this field because our people are all struggling and sometimes need some Mm-hmm. Good, stern, what is it? But Guidance. loving. Guidance, yeah. a good orderly direction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good orderly. And I think that's just a, a role that
2: just naturally fit for me. Yeah, I think it is too. And it's always amazing to me that we have the best clinicians in the world, but when we get letters of thank you from parents, they're always addressed to Michael Beard and it says, <laughs> Michael Beard saved my son's life. Michael Beard <laughs> saved my daughter's life. Thank you, Michael. So what you do here is so critical, and I believe I've known your family, of course, for, and been a part of your family for 22 years, and that's exactly right. I think it comes from nurturing in your own childhood and your own adulthood, and showing unconditional love and patience when throughout difficult times. So thank you for what you do here. You're very welcome. You, Got flowers. <laughs> exactly, Melanie Somerville, Doctor Somerville. Gosh, you and I go way back. And Michael as well, the three of us, you know, not very many people out in the audience probably know this, but your former husband is an anesthesiologist, an interventional pain physician, who's one of my best friends. And has been a friend of mine over 20 years. And that's really how I met you in Laredo, Texas, Mm -hmm. way back many, many, many years ago. And we worked with a lot of pain patients together and we wanted you to be a part of what we do at J Flowers Health Institute because of your clinical background and the passion that you bring to healthcare and seeking answers for so many people. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your background and what your passion is in mental health care?
0: So, my background is kind of like you said, working with Judd, my former husband, in his medical practice. I was a practice administrator and then kind of got really interested in sort of the clinical piece and the psychological part of chronic pain. And so I went back to school, got my master's in counseling psychology, and then went back and got my PhD and just really started with him seeing some of the folks in our pain practice and just beginning to understand. The nature of chronic pain, which our understanding has changed so much over the last 20 years. The fMRI is a wonderful MRI that can show like where in the brain regions people are experiencing pain. And we understand so much more about pain and how the brain creates pain. And that has been really exciting for me, is yeah. just to learn about that. I'm always learning always trying to improve my knowledge and skills around that area and it's really fascinating to work with someone who comes in with seemingly intractable pain and when you help them understand how the brain is creating that pain and how a lot of their life experiences such as trauma can play into their experience of pain it's empowering for people to Mm -hmm. see that they can manage that chronic pain that has really no functional reason for Uh existing, right? They don't have an infection, a cancer, a tumor, any kind of malady, but yet the brain is somehow creating pain for them. Most often we see this in like chronic migraines, chronic back pain, fibromyalgia, conditions like that. So that has been just a huge interest of mine. And it's thrilling for me to be back here working with you and those patients.
2: And you do a phenomenal job in the pain world and really mental health world in general. So thank you for everything you do every day as well. And Shay Butts, our chief experience officer, is a therapeutic, her training background is Many things, but one of her specialties is being a therapeutic educational consultant, and that Shay is how you and I met here it at is. the Houstonian. Yeah, and we had breakfast one morning here at the Houstonian. We weren't really looking for a staff member, but I was meeting with Shay to say, "Hey, would you mind sending us some patients?"
4: So long and the short, I show up at the Houstonian. I actually didn't feel well that day. I don't know I if you remember. recall that or not. Yeah. But so we're sitting at the table, and two minutes in, I just was in love. I just (laughs) thought you were amazing, and, you know, you were your charming self and all of that. And so I did send you a patient, and then I sent you another patient, and I sent you some doozies. Yes, you did. And it was really remarkable to be able to see firsthand the work that was happening here. And so we started that way, and then I came on and started doing some consulting for you, And then ended up closing my practice and became a part of this wonderful place. And it just really spoke to all of the things that I have so enjoyed through the years doing the program development and just really being able to have a spotlight on what our clients need and what our employees need and making sure that their experience is first rate is just, it's thrilling. I love it.
2: Absolutely. I love what I do. And you're such a critical part of what we do every single day and the way in which our patients are cared for and taken care of and their families and reference and educational consultants and really everyone and making sure you and Michael together really are the people that run the daily operations every day and thank you both for for all of that. I want to throw something out there and anyone can answer this or all of us can answer it. But why concierge healthcare? What is it about concierge healthcare and Jay Flowers Health Institute that sets us apart from a traditional treatment setting?
0: Well, I can answer that from a clinical point of view. get the eyes of a lot of expert clinicians. So I head up the clinical team. We have a total of eight clinicians. And when, you know, I'm going to speak from the psychological point. They, sure. do, they get great medical care, but they get eyes on from really expert folks, whether it's a trauma consult whether it's psychological testing that we also do in-house, whether it's their primary and or secondary therapist, they get a lot of eyes on them, and we collaborate every single day and really tease out what's going on in collaboration, obviously, with the medical piece. So I'm only speaking to the sort yeah. of the clinical piece, but they get really the kind of attention and care that you wouldn't get from any other facility in the world.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think it's so, I agree with you. And I think in traditional Western healthcare, we treat people in silos individually. Mm-hmm. Right? If Shay's having a back problem, she goes to see a pain specialist here, and an orthopedist over here, or if Robin's having a knee problem, she sees an orthopedist here, or some unknown medical issue. We go in different places, but none of those people communicate. Right. And we were really built on the idea and the concept of collaboration. I
4: was just going to say, in addition to that, collaboration of the team, mm-hmm. which is almost 100 professionals, in addition, we have these eight in-house yeah therapists but we work with specialized therapists outside and all kinds of medical people but for me as a former consultant what was so unique about this was that you could come in and just custom craft you know it's it doesn't matter how many times somebody has had an evaluation or how many times they've been to this doctor that doctor you know established clinics all over the United States, they just haven't gotten the answers. They've had symptoms treated. Mm-hmm. So we frequently are seeing those people here because we'll come in and say, well, you need this, but you don't need that. You need this, but you don't need that. And so we just go through the process of making each touch point that they have unique to them.
2: Absolutely. And
3: I'd like to add, too, with the concierge approach is, you know, when you think of a five-star hotel, they always have someone that's there and meets the client and accommodates them, meets all their needs, and that's what we do here as well. We're able to, like Shay mentioned, we tailor each program for each client, so everybody's program is custom-built and custom-tailored, and we're able to get them in with the best of the best from the Texas Medical Center and from our amazing team at a moment's notice. Mm -hmm. And so that's the other piece of concierge I see as immediate action and immediate accommodation to whatever's happening with the client. So it's hands-on customization and really supporting the client throughout all the way on a one-on-one approach.
2: Yeah. Michael, you and I both have worked in traditional healthcare settings and then the setting that we're in today, what do you see as the difference between a traditional approach to mental health and addiction versus our approach to mental health and addiction?
5: The basis of J Flowers Health was to, you know, being in a traditional treatment center, the frustration of having a client who you can't do all these things that are really necessary to diagnose a patient's mental health issues so they can stay sober. Yeah. Here we are able to do that. We yeah. can diagnose, treat with medication if need be, and then attack the addiction. Yeah. That is yeah. why we have such a great success rate at Jay Flowers because we are
2: able to do the whole the whole mind body spirit. Agree and we're not confined to what insurance dictates. Correct. We're not confined to a certain number of days and we're not confined to a 30-minute session or a 45-minute session. It's whatever we need to take with a patient. Our therapists here just go way beyond
5: what yeah. I've ever seen any clinicians do in my past. Right. Yeah. Well,
4: it's nice for them because they can say, I need an hour and a half with this person today, mm-hmm. or I need two more hours mm-hmm. with this person. And mm-hmm. it's great because the schedule changes every day. Yeah. I think sometimes mm-hmm. that is... A little bit annoying to people who have been to past treatment centers and they're used to 10 o'clock this happens and 11 mm-hmm. o'clock this happens. But every day they get a brand new schedule yeah. that is for the next day for mm-hmm. exactly what they need.
5: Is it, It's not only seven star for our clinician, our patients, it's seven star for our staff. Our staff are treated and taken care of, I think, better than they are anywhere else in anywhere else you could work. You would agree with that? <laughs> I, you better. Just kidding. No, I, I do. I feel like it, it makes for a really great work environment. It And that goes over onto the patients. Absolutely. And then the staff yeah. is being taken care of yeah. the way they are. The patients are getting that same love mm-hmm. and, uh, and care.
3: And I was just going to add, it's not unusual for like our psychiatrist or one of the therapists to meet multiple times until they get the answers mm-hmm. that they need. And that I don't know any other place that has the psychiatrist meeting with a client day after day Every day of the week, if needed, on the weekends, if needed.
2: Well, I can think of a time.
4: Because we provided a really nice catered lunch.
0: So they like to come to our office. So they just happened to Good me food. to see the
3: client.
0: <laughs> and one more thing, just to piggyback on what we were saying about concierge services. Like, even on the weekends, we had a client who, a family member was coming in over the weekend, and she wanted suggestions, like, where sh- what should we do for the weekend? I mean, Houston's a giant city. If you're not familiar with the things to do. So somebody on our staff kind of put together some ideas for them, some restaurant suggestions, and they were very happy. So, I mean, that's, again, kind of going above and beyond, just offering Mm -hmm. them some entertaining things to do when they're not doing uh, their clinical
2: hours. And that brings me to the point of just mentioning when you said Houston's a wonderful city. You know, not many people, we treat people from all over the world, but most of our patients come from around the United States. And sometimes we have a little resistance of, going, of people saying, oh, Texas? I'm going to Houston? No, I don't want to go to Houston. You know, Houston, Texas is the fourth largest city in the United States, but it is the number one most culturally diverse city in the United States. The University of Houston is the most culturally diverse university in the United States. And I think our staff shows the diversity of the city of Houston. And I think that's so important or the diversity really of the United States and the world, right? And then I think that's so important. What do you guys see really throughout the United States and people that have experienced long-term COVID complications and how have we reacted from a standpoint of our practice
4: wow we've had many patients that have come that have had you know things related to what some are calling post-covid syndrome Mm -hmm. or you know my life has changed in this way since covid and we've seen so many young adults with Mm -hmm. issues because they haven't been able to hit some of those developmental markers that they should have been hitting because they were not in school they were not socializing Mm -hmm. right you know, those kinds of things. So we've seen a full range from increased depression and anxiety to major medical issues,
3: seizures and things like that that have gone on. Just isolation
4: right? yeah. and grief, mm-hmm. a lot
3: of grief yes. that people have not been able to work mm-hmm. through, and which creates a depression and anxiety as well. Right.
2: Yeah. Melanie, what do you see as far as handling a staff of clinicians and an outside uh, group of specialists and neurologists and neurosurgeons and all of the specialists that we work with. But what do you see? What do you think it is that creates a clear diagnosis?
0: Well, collaboration, for sure, collaboration. And we do a lot of that. We do it in some formalized ways. We have a you know daily staff meeting with our clinicians and ancillary stakeholders in-house. And then we do a provider meeting on Thursday afternoons where our outside providers join via Zoom, and we go over every single person in our case. And then there's tons of sort of informal collaboration, whether it's, I'm calling a referent, whether I'm calling Dr. Schrader, who's our medical director, whether I'm calling, you know, a family member for collateral information, sure. right? There's just, I think the the key is just tons of discussion, dialogue, collaboration, and sometimes even a little bit of conflict, right? Yep. That conflict is a good part of sort of helping us all understand what's going on with that patient. And, you know, somebody over here may be really on board for some personality stuff, and someone else may be on board over here for bipolar, and we have to, like, see our way clear through talking with all of our providers and ourselves as a clinical team. We have a very sophisticated clinical team. So I feel as though it's challenging, very challenging sometimes, and we do a great job
2: we do. Yeah. And you know, speaking of our clinical team, we often talk about being family. We're a growing team, but we're a family as well. Michael, can you talk a little bit about the glue that keeps us together as a family?
5: Well, I think it starts with me, you and Robin, mm-hmm. you know, from day 1. I mean, it was the us and Josh mm-hmm. and we were like a family before we even created J Flowers just from our travels and working mm-hmm. together. We all had worked together for years. And, you know, I think we just have kept that with each new employee, mm-hmm. as we have added and added, and we have grown to a really large company. And I think the culture here is, is—so we say it all the time, mm-hmm. we're a family here. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to be corporate America. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel good to any of us. And so we just keep, keep, keep saying it. We're mm-hmm. a family and we support each other and love each other. Because when we work with clients that we work with, it's hard daily to watch people struggle Mm -hmm. the way they struggle when they initially are Mm -hmm. come through the door. Right. So being a family really helps each of us Mm -hmm. get through the day.
0: Mm -hmm. Our clients Mm -hmm. and patients, they see that they see the care and concern that we have for them and they see that, that Mm -hmm. we have it for each other. And I think it's a huge contributor just to the general energy that's prevalent in our, in our offices.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and back back to my role of getting out and lecturing and being out in the public. And so because of Michael's leadership and because of Michael and I working together for 22 plus years with each other, Michael is stepping into the role as chief executive officer, which we're all excited about. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and the team is so excited about that. And we're really changing my role into founder and president, which allows me to get out and do things that I need to do around the country and lecture and Go visit with families whether it's here or in london or dubai or anywhere else and allow michael to step into that role and everyone see him as the leader that he is from a more visible standpoint so Thank yes. you for doing it. well. Thank you, Doctor Flowers, and as you can probably all tell, this is not my thing. I,
5: this camera in front of me is not does not make me comfortable. Yeah. So
4: no regular podcasts? No, no regular podcast. <laughs> okay. I kind
5: of like to be doing my thing, but I am very excited that you. I mean, this is what you love. This you love being on stage and talking about what we do and building our company. We're excited that you're going to get to be back out on the road doing what you love doing. And I'm excited to take over that role and lead this company to the next place we're going, which is big.
2: Absolutely. (laughs) And I do want everyone to know clinically, I'm still very, very involved with Dr. Somerville and will always be clinically Mm -hmm. involved with our patients and taking care of. But I know that while I'm out of the office between Shay, Michael and Dr. Somerville, we've got it all handled really well. So thank you, you.
4: Well, we thank you for joining us today on Understanding the Human Condition. We're glad you got to meet all of our leadership team more in depth. And look forward to having more of these kind of talks. This yeah. was really fun today. It really was. For more information about Jay Flowers Health, you can go to our website at jflowershealth.com or you can call us here at 713 783 6655. One day I'm going to get through that without looking down. But I'd like to remind everybody that's watching, you can find us on a number of podcast platforms, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. So please share this episode with someone on social media if you think they could benefit from it. And we look forward to seeing you soon.
2: Thank you, everybody. Thank 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 you.
0: And I'd like to remind everyone watching or listening to us that there are numerous platforms to find our podcast, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Please share this episode on social media or with someone that you think it could help.
2: Absolutely.
0: And we remind you also that a clear diagnosis is key to the most effective treatment possible.
2: Yes, it is. See you next week. Thanks again, Robin.
0: Thank you.